everyone. Welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm Pam Stack, your host. We're thrilled that you're here today. Thank you. This is a very special interview. Two fantastically best-selling authors who happen to be friends are with me today, Melinda Lee and Kendra Elliott. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hi, Pam. Hi. We're great. Hi. Thanks. So I came across when I was looking at all my books and things that I wanted to read, um, some novellas that you two ended up writing together. Um, and how long ago did you decide to collaborate on writing novellas besides your standalone books? Kendra? I think the first set came out in 2014. Um, what had happened was uh, we have the same editor at the same publishing company and she had said to us one time that she would love a joint project from us. And we both kind of went, or at least I was like, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty protective of my voice and my books and I didn't know how it would be to collaborate. And so, but then, um, we got the idea of if we did a novella series where we each write one, one after the other and use the same cast of characters. So we're not intruding on each other's voice and we plot them out together and we kind of did it on a whim and mm -hmm. our publisher loved it. So we're uh, coming up on 20. 20? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So Melinda, were you friends before you decided to collaborate? Uh, yes, we were. We had met um, 2012, late 2011. Yeah, our, uh, through our publisher. We're published with the same company. So right. we met at some publishing events mm -hmm. and became friends. Well, I'm going to have our producer put up a, a screenshot of the first couple novellas. I think there's like a whole series of them. And let's take a peek at them if we can. He should be there with the pictures, Roman. There we go. Okay, these are your books that are coming out. Let's see the other photos of the novellas. We're getting there. <laughs> Nothing's up right now. Okay, we'll go back to the we'll go back to the ladies and we'll figure it out in a little while. Thank you. Okay, so we got to find all those images because I think I sent like 20 images of your books when we were setting up this interview. So first of all, Kendra, I want to know about you and how it is you decided that you were going to become a writer. What's your backstory? I mean, did you grow up reading everything? Absolutely. Voracious, voracious reader. Um, I never had the thought that I wanted to write, though. I was never interested in that. Um, I do have a degree in journalism, but I never used it to write anything. I was a dental hygienist for 16 years. And um, at one point I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to write a book. So I sat down and wrote a book. And then I wrote another one. And in the process, I was learning this whole time. And then by the time I wrote my third book, I knew I was on to something. And that's the book that got me a publisher. How did you learn how to write? If Now, I, I know journalism. I study journalism, too. You get the basics kind of in a nutshell, the who, what, what, where, and when. And, you know, you've got to condense that all in the first paragraph if you're writing for, <coughs> excuse me, a newspaper or something else. That's pretty different than putting together a story. 
Oh, yeah. I think the only thing that really helped me uh, from my journalism degree is I think I know when I'm spelling something wrong. <laughs> besides besides spell check, I have a good idea of words that I can't spell because I remember having to deal with that in journalism school. Wow. As far as learning, I just sat down and started doing it and taking online classes and then joining local writing groups. Uh, Romance Writers of America was a huge influence in my writing. They are all about helping out writers become successful. RWA seems to have one of the best support networks where their members are not competing with each other. They kind of get the fact that you're if you're in it and you succeed they succeed because of the genre whether it's romance in any form suspense or or historical comedy whatever it happens to be did you know that you wanted to write suspense and thriller i didn't um I was really inspired by the outlander series um but i knew i didn't want to write historical and so I thought I was just going to write a straight contemporary romance. Um, but even in my very first book, people are constantly dying. My people are tripping over dot dead bodies. So I, I got the hint. You got the hint. Yeah. Interesting. So Melinda, what about you? Have you always known since you were a kid that this is it, you wanted to write? Or did you try another profession and, and then just the pull was too strong? I was actually a banker. I'm sorry. And I, was, I know. I was a banker. It was a really bad fit. Trust me. It's what happens when you make decisions about your career when you're 18. Um, and I stayed at home with my kids. I was lucky enough to get a voluntary severance package. As you know, in the 90s, banks were just buying each other. Right. And merging like crazy. So I was really lucky that I got paid for like a year um, to stay home. <laughs> and that kind of made my way into um, being a stay-at-home mom for a while. And then when my kids went to grammar school, my husband's looking at me like, you know, what are you going to do, honey? And I was like, not banking, not banking. And he said, you know, you always have your nose in a book. Always. Why don't you write one? And I was like, okay, you know, also I'll see how hard can this be? Um, so I sat down in blissful ignorance and began to type. <laughs> yes, blissful ignorance here too. What kind of books did you read, Melinda? You know, I read, I read everything. Um, but at the time, I was really enjoying romantic suspense. Um, I don't even remember who I was reading at the time. It was that long oh, ago. Tammy Ho. Tammy Ho. Alison Brennan. Karen Rose. Karen Rose. I read yeah. all of those authors. Yeah. They were my favorites. Uh, but also straight suspense, like Lisa Gardner mm -hmm. and Harlan Coben. Um, so I just sat down and started to write. And what came out was not anything that fit in any one genre, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, romantic suspense is titled romantic suspense because there is a little bit of a romance element, but for, for real, those books are mysteries and suspense and thrillers. When you think about it, um, how do you feel about someone categorizing you like that? I, I blame everything on Amazon for every subgenre known to man and some I've never heard of. I mean, you're either writing fiction or you're writing nonfiction as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. You can call it whatever you want as long as you read it. <laughs> you it's funny mystery readers will say it's a mystery. Romance readers will say there's romance. So I, I don't know. People see what they what they what like. they, want to do. they they pull out of it what they want. That's true. Um, Kendra, did you think romantic suspense was where you were? 
in the beginning? Yes, it definitely was where I, where I was and what I was targeting. And now you both, uh, do you still consider yourself romantic suspense? You said no, Kendra. Do you, Melinda? I do, kind of do, but the romance level has gotten a lot smaller. I say percentage wise. Um, there's some romantic suspense that are like half and half and some are 75, 25. And I'd say mine is now 90, 10. Yeah. Maybe. Just so to an interesting element, you know, it's relationship is what it's all about. Sure. I understand. That's what I hear from my readers, those characters, those mm -hmm. characters, their characters. That's, that's what they want. So let me ask you both. When you start to write, do you, write with a storyline in mind first and then plug in your characters? Or do you have a character that is so vivid to you? Say, I, I have to do like a character study and, and form a story around the characters. Melinda, you first. Uh, well, right now I'm writing a series. So, um, you know, I'm working on, I just started book six, writing book six in the series. So I already have my characters. So that's easy. <laughs> well, but you've this was a, the sixth book you've written a lot of books before that so mm -hmm. when you decided to write did you decide to write based on a character you had in mind or did you have a scenario and you said who shall I plug into this story I think it's both for me you know character drives plot but plot also drives character this is true so I, I always found it to be a balance 50-50 I don't think I'm character or plot driven I think it's got to be both and you, Kendra? I would say, um, for me, I usually have the character first. Uh, usually I try to come up with a character that I know will will fit well in what I like to write. Um, I would say we both kind of write a police procedural structured novel. And so I look for a character that's going to ease into that very well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, but also they have to have something where there's going to be a lot of conflict. What's going to be the problem for this character in this sort of book? So reading both your books, I will tell you that there are a lot of little red herrings thrown in along the way. And I read so much that I'm, I'm also, I'm thinking to myself, I got this figured out. And then of course I never do. Or if I do, I never figure out the why of it. So when you're writing, what is your intention towards your readers? I know that you, you know, you're in an entertainment business. You know, I read because I, I love, I love reading. I don't even have a television. So, um, but what, Kendra, what is your intention when you start writing? What do you want your readers to pull out of it? So we have the same process, which is why <laughs> we're, we're both kind of giggling here. Okay. <laughs> and you know, we want to sat you want to satisfy the reader. You want to keep them engaged. You want to keep them guessing. You want to um, appeal to their emotions. But as far as when you say um, all those red herrings, see what we <laughs> both do is we just start writing. We're just like, okay, I'm going to write this scene. What's going to happen? Let's pull in some of this. Let's pull in some of this. Pull in some of this, and move on to the next chapter. Pull in more. Pull in more. Move on to the next chapter, and then. Three chapters later, you're like, oh, I'm so glad that I mentioned this back then because now it all fits together. And we're not plotters. Mm -mm. We just uh, totally kind of pants our way through a book. And so 
when people say, oh, you know, I knew who it was right away. I'm like, well, that's good because I've written 75% of the book and I don't know who did there it. There you go. <laughs> you have to work so so you decided to write these novellas together. And um, it's really interesting because your novella covers are very similar. Um, and I know that it's intentional that way. And it seems like you do, you do, how often are you send, putting up a novella every year? We do a pair every year. A, a set pair of novellas. Yeah. Okay. With the almost uh, similar looking uh, covers. So how did you decide to start your collaboration on novellas? It seems to me with two strong very good writers, I mean, best-selling authors like the two of you, that, um, you know, figuring out how to collaborate must have been difficult in the way that who starts off, you know, who starts the story or who names the character? How did you overcome those little writing challenges? It was really easy. We really didn't have any of those writing challenges. You know, after you've written a number of books, it's really nice to have somebody else come up with an idea for a change. Oh, so something like, yeah, that's great. Something I didn't have to think of. Yeah. So really we just would go away for a weekend or a few days, hole up in a hotel somewhere nice, take long walks and just plot. Mm -hmm. We would plot out both books um, and out we would outline them very thoroughly. I, I've said we aren't outliners, but for these, for we, these do, we, do. we do have to plot and outline. And then we each write them on our both um, our own time. Um, when they're done, we send them to each other. Make sure they're uh, no uh, major continuity. Continuity. Issues. That's what yeah. I want. No yeah. continuity issues. And, and so, that's it. <laughs> it, can I pick up either book and begin reading and move on to the next, or is there an order in which I must read the books? They're they're numbered. They're numbered, and I would read them in order. Yeah, each one has its own mystery, but the personal lives of the characters do have an arc over the series mm -hmm. that goes from so, book to book. So, who decides to go first? So, who started the story, and then who does the next story? We trade, and sometimes that decision is just based on um, I have time right now, and you know, we're yeah. one of us is on a deadline, the other one has time, so we just. It's not really an issue. You both have written a lot of books together and you both have written a lot of books separately. Do you still enjoy writing? I mean, do you get excited when you sit down and you say, okay, I'm cracking my knuckles. I'm, I've got a, a brand new dock up on the computer. Let's go. Or do you say, oh crap, I can start all over again now. I mean, what is it for you, Kendra? How do you feel when you get started? It, it's a job now, um, you know, deadlines. Um, and after writing, I think I'm working on book 18 plus I've written 11 novellas. That's a lot of plotting, a lot of characters, a lot of death, a lot of accidents, a lot of fires, a lot of <laughs> shooting, stabbings. And you get to the point where you're, you're like, what haven't I done? And it's so hard now to come up with something fresh an original sin <laughs> yeah, so, yeah and our readers want something fresh but they also want something the same well they want something familiar right they know when they, they want to know that your writing is going to be the same yeah. 
Melinda, have you ever wanted to write anything different? Um, not right now. Maybe eventually. I don't know. I, I've always wanted to write a children's book. I just I do not have time. Um, children's books, maybe historical fiction. That's about it. And you, Sandra? No, for a while, I considered um, like a historical YA. Considered. Never, never got anywhere with it, though. Interesting. Interesting. So what kind of pep talks do you give each other when you think you're <laughs> I'd love to hear it. I mean, I'd love to hear it. Like, I'm going to kick your butt if you don't get your butt in gear. It's your turn. I mean, what do you say to each other when you're in the in this writing process? Get your book done. I'll bring you wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. that'll do it. That'll do it. We so minutes apart. You know, it's like I I have wine. Finish your words for the day. Come drink with me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I I understand that. It'd be a motivator for me for sure. So, Kendra, what do you like to do in the time that you're not writing? <laughs> I know that's not kind of, you're probably thinking, what are you talking about, Pam? What is that? Oh, no, because we have this discussion all the time. Um, we've both written and worked so hard for the past 10 years, 10 years. almost now. Um, we're like, what are, what are our hobbies now? <laughs> what, what are we supposed to do now? Um, so if I'm not writing, I'm usually reading. Um, I live on the beach. Uh, so I walk on the beach a lot. Um, but I'm trying to, we went kayaking. Well, she was on the uh, paddleboard. I was in a kayak, did that the other day. Um, trying to get out and do more COVID's caused a, a lot. Of, uh, yeah. It's hard to go ahead and, and assemble someplace. And yeah. what about you, Melinda? Same thing. You're you're on the paddleboard, and that's it. <laughs> you know, I live on the water too, but I live on a canal on the other side of the island. So um, yeah, I we live just, on a barrier island. So I've been trying to just in the past month since I finished. I finished a book in, in July one. I finished a novel, and then I finished a short story, and then I did my edits. And then August came around, and I was like, I need to take a few weeks off. I really needed to take a few weeks sure. off. Anyway, I was losing She's my mind. Like, what do I do? And I was like, I, to the second day in, I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> He's like, all right, I have a paddle board. I'll take that out. And then I just started trying to play tennis because it's outside. You know, it's an activity I can sure. do. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, I read. So do your families know that you two are best-selling authors and they're really well-known in the reading world? Our kids are grown, so yeah, they do. They're not little. They're in their 20s. They, I mean, do they understand how big you both are? I don't know. <laughs> I think, no, it's not normal, I think. Um, my kids are very proud of me. Um, they don't. I don't think they take it for granted. Does creativity run in the family by any chance for either of you? Do you see any aspiring writers or or photographers or artists no it skipped over that generation huh my daughter's an accountant my son is a computer programmer oh my god but well, i was a banker so i was well, finance. There you go you 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 gave away the dna too fast you know mm -hmm. they could have done the creative stuff <laughs> i think i think they've also our kids have watched us go through this and pull our hair out and moan and pace and grumble and get cranky and they're like, yeah, no way am I ever going to try do that, doing that. 
mine know how many hours I work too. And they, that does not look attractive to them. <laughs> Even though you're working at home, it doesn't appeal to them at all. No, when I'm on deadline, like that last month, I, I might be working 12 hour days, seven days a week. Wow. That does wow. not appeal to them at all. <laughs> so you both said your pantsers. And for those who don't know, that's just writing organically rather than having an outline. Um, are you disciplined as far as your days uh, that you write? Are, do you write to a word count? Do you write for a certain number of hours? I mean, obviously, if you're on deadline, you're working 12 hours. The deadline is what's motivating you. But but when you have the time and you begin your process, are you are you just working to a, um, a word count or to time? I think we both work toward like a weekly page count or word count. count. We try to, you know, space it out so that it's not a lot of pressure. But when you, when you are a pantser, when you get to the two thirds mark, all of a sudden, all that stuff has to make sense. (laughs) That's where the hours come in. Sure. (laughs) You're you're at at your highest arc at that point. You need to start pulling it all together. Yeah. Um, Do you read your reviews? Nope. None. Never? I think I've read a review since 2012 if people if people send them to me i will read them but i don't go on uh, amazon and read my reviews i'll read the first few that come out from you know people that read my books regularly i know which ones they are i'll read the first couple just to mm-hmm. make sure i'm kind of on par and then that's it i don't this is me looking at amazon yeah exactly <laughs> like look yeah. at the start <laughs> okay, okay, okay i don't want to know anything so am I to assume that in your early in your career, you saw a couple stinkers and decided that wasn't for you? Um, for me, it was even when the reviews were really good, they stuck in my head um, and would I would hear them in my head and I'm trying to write yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, this person really liked this aspect. I need to include that. Or this person uh-huh. complained about me using this word too much. I, I would just hear it. It was just too many voices in my head getting in the way. Same Melissa. Melissa. Reviews. Yeah, I already have my editor's voice in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's crowded in there. <laughs> I imagine. Um, so in an alternate universe, you can choose anything you want to do, except you can't be a writer. What would it be, Melinda? Oh, I'd be probably something weird like a zookeeper. I'm a total nerd. <laughs> oh, I love that. Kendra? Do, do I have to make money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I have no, to? No, you can do what you want to do and, and love. It's just your alternative world. Uh, I, I spent the pandemic fostering kittens. And <gasps> oh, I love, I love. <laughs> it was heartbreaking, but wonderful. A lot of highs and lows. And I, I miss that. Um, and every now and then I think, you know what, I should just start doing that full time. <laughs> you know, Jess Lurie, right? Yes. So she had, you see her fosters on all the time. Yeah. I don't know how she does. They're so cute. I want to scoop them all up. I've got four cats as it is. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm the worst one to say, you know, don't foster. I, I feed the outside ones too. Cause you know, I love them so much. Uh, so that's a that's a great thing. Fostering is wonderful. You should do that. That's a stress reliever to hear all that purring. Or in your case, you have a dog, right, Melinda? So she growl, yeah. oh, there you go. And you hear them, the love and everything. Their pets are very loyal, so that's good. Um, when you look back on your 
teenage life, what do you wish you would know then that you know now, Kendra? I would say don't care about what people think about you. Oh, God, yes. You know, I spent a lot of time in my head worrying about what people thought of me. And, yeah. And and the funny thing is they really don't think anything about you. And and that's really the the truth of the matter. Melinda? Yeah, same thing. Just, yeah, it's all going to be fine. (laughs) And really, life is better after high school. (laughs) It really is. Although I had a good experience, but you're right. It is better afterward. I found that hitting 40 was like the sweet spot for me. So um, when I want to ask you about your writing process and then we're going to, I'm going to let you go. And uh, if there are any questions, go ahead and drop them in and we'll go ahead and get them to Melinda and, and to Kendra. When you are, I'm assuming you don't talk to each other very much when you're writing on your standalone books or do you, do you, are you <laughs> partners like that? Uh, we, we talk to every day. <laughs> we talk every day. We aren't critique partners. We don't read each other's work, oh, Okay, um, but we do when I am stuck, you know, I'll be like, Hey, I've got this van sitting on a bridge. These people it's blocked on both ends. What do I do with this van? And she'll just start popping out ideas and throw explosives at it. You know, there you go. Or and and same and and vice versa. You do the same thing. Yeah, we. I think we know each other's processes, and our processes are similar. But we we know what's going on in each other's heads enough Mm -hmm. that um, I can give her three sentences, and she knows where I'm going. So you have lots of people in your head. Not only your <laughs> editor, you've got Kendra and vice versa. So, and your characters and everything else. It's crowded. It is. And when you're stuck in your own book, sometimes it's really nice to think about somebody else's book for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> when my, when my brain is so tired and I'm so problem this past weekend was I could not see the forest because I was so concentrated on all the little trees and wow. You know, I had gone to Melinda. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and she just, she knows the right things to say, the right thing, places to poke and to get my brain out of the rut that it was in. It's so nice to have a good friend who is also a writer and faces the same challenges, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really oh. is. Um, do you write differently when you're alone? In other words, um, do you have to have absolute peace and quiet, both of you? Can you have music on? Do you burn a candle? Do you need tea or coffee with you? Melinda, how, how does it work for you? Um, I think I don't really, that's really not my issue. I mean, I have written when my kids were younger, I have written with my laptop on my dashboard and, you know, in waiting rooms and, you know, you write when you have time. Now I have the luxury of having like an office with a door, but my kids are gone anyway. So other than the dog barking incessantly, um, it doesn't matter. I can write. Really? And Kendra for you? Uh, I usually need to have a cup of coffee with me. I prefer quiet. Um, although I can sit in a Starbucks and write for several hours. That's kind of like white noise for me. Interesting. Interesting. Well, ladies, um, tell us about your, first of all, the new series, the new novellas that are available right now. Titles, please. Uh, (laughs) Buried Bones and the Lost Bones. But don't ask me which one I wrote. (laughs) 
we could not keep the titles straight. So these these are actually books seven and eight coming out this fall in this novella series, which is called the series is called Widow's Island, and it takes place on a little made up island um, up in the San Juan Islands off of Washington. Right. Um, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. We went up to and stayed on one of the San Juan Islands to get a feel for it. Walking in your character's footsteps. Yeah. How fun. Who decides on the titles? Uh, we just brainstorm them. Yeah. I'm so happy if she thinks of one. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Let's use that. <laughs> <laughs> when you've had to come up with 30 some titles, after it's, a while, you're just like, that hard. sounds awesome. It's Thank hard. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you can come up with works, you stick it in there, right? Um, You have standalone books coming up. I know you have one, Melinda. Tell us about it and the title, please. Right Behind Her releases next Tuesday, and that is the fourth book in my Brie Taggart series. So I have a Facebook friend who was look, who's looking forward to reading that. She's read all of them. Um, she's an avid reader and, and she has cats also. And <laughs> when I announced that I would be speaking to you. She said, Oh, I love that series. I love the series. So you have a big fan uh, and I'll make sure that she watches this and gets the book. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, and Kendra, you have another book coming out, but not until next August. So yeah, I'm actually going two years between um, novel releases. Uh, I had to take some time off and uh, yeah. (laughs) You refresh that way, don't you? I mean, you have to take a break from it and somehow draw on new and creative energy. So yeah, it's really hard. I am so jealous of the writers are like, Oh, I have all this time. Right, 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 right. Yeah. My brain shut down and uh, my kids had health issues that weren't even COVID related. So yeah, I had to take a lot of time. Family first. That's that makes perfect sense to me. And when will we see the next novella collaboration? October. Fun. Mid October. I don't know the date. Fun. Anybody you want to give a shout out to, Kendra? No. <laughs> Melinda? Uh, I don't know. Anybody who's uh, already pre-ordered my book for next week? Yeah, Thanks. There you go. And to each other. Um, I'm so glad that you took the time to speak to us. Uh, it's really been fascinating, uh, you know, to, to speak to you because you're – obviously have developed this wonderful friendship. You still write standalones and you have this 30 book novella collaboration. Roman, do you have um, the novella collaboration pictures up by any chance? Let's find out if my producer can show us those pictures. If he does, he'll pull them up. I don't know. He might have his earphones and not be paying attention to me. (laughs) There they are. There are some of the books, and do you have the picture of the two books that are the standalones, please? And I guess he'll get those. Uh, The standalone books next. Let's see if he can bring those back up. I really should prepare him for this stuff. Ah, there we go. Those those are the novellas coming out uh, fall 2022. Right. So we... Don't know what they're about. 
We know which characters they're about and where it takes place. But we oh, you haven't written them yet. Those are just the covers. Ah, okay. We haven't, we haven't even thought about them yet. Nope. And these <laughs> are these are the books that are available or coming to be available. Kendra, yours in the Pines is out currently. No, that comes out next summer. Okay, and then Melinda, right behind her, is the book that's available next month. Correct. Next week. Next Tuesday. Next week. Oh, fantastic. Okay, let's go back to the screen. Melinda, tell us a little bit about your book that's coming out next week. It's, it's a brief haggard. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a brief haggard book. It's number four in the series. And um, Brie is a female sheriff in upstate New York. And this book, um, she comes from a very tragic background. And this book um, ties into her past. When you're writing a series character, how do you make sure that your character emotionally and mentally and physically grows from whatever the last adventure is? Is that something you have to be aware of when you're writing? I think it is, but I think, I think you just, I just have to leave room for growth for my characters. That's, that's my goal. And I don't always know where they're going to go from book to book. <laughs> Interesting. Whole not plotting thing yeah. again. Mm -hmm. you know, well, for instance, if 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 your sheriff has to kill someone in a prior book, do it, does that take an emotional toll? Like in the next book, sometimes, sure. Interesting. And Kendra, is your book already written and submitted, or are you going through edits right now? Uh, still working on it. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> I will be done. It's <laughs> it'll be done in a little while. Uh, it's uh, the third book in my Columbia River series, but the main characters are from my Mercy Kilpatrick series. So the main characters are my FBI agent that was raised as a survivalist prepper, um, her and her now husband. Um, this is a continuation of a previous series, but it ties in with my new series. <laughs> but that's good. You know, you kind of... All my books cross. All the characters. Well, your ancillary characters develop their own story, in other words? Say that again? Do some of your ancillary, your secondary characters develop their own stories? Yes. Yes, exactly. I like, that. I, I like when that happens. I mean, I like also following series characters, but mm -hmm. I do like books that give uh, a character that I really like that's, that's a secondary character their own story provided it's strong enough in the original book. So good for you. I'm glad. I hope you ladies will come back and see me sometime. Thank you so much for being here with me on Authors on the Air. I truly appreciate it. I love your friendship. I love the fact that you collaborate more than just on your novellas, but you're each other's backup person. You borrow each other's brains to write. What a delightful thing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everybody. And thank you, Mom and Dad. See you later. Mm -hmm.